Welcome to It's All About Connection, NVC with Dr. B. Today we're just talking about NVC tips. Tips. Cindy's got a few. I've got a few. All right. Well, this first tip is what not to do, especially when you're first learning NVC. Because I see a lot of folks when they're first learning NVC get really excited about it and they want everyone to know about it and they think of all these people that they wish had these skills and they want to begin to get these people these skills in their lives because it'll be so much better if these other people had these skills have you ever had that experience yeah can you think of people that you wish would have these nvc skills definitely i think You just get really excited about the process once you know it and you know how connecting it can be. But it's easy to get on a soapbox about it. Yeah, well, you could want it for those reasons because you're just excited. But also, you might have people that are very hard to communicate with in your life or that have a way of communicating that doesn't work for you. And so you so want those people to learn these skills. Do you have some of those in your life that are hard for you to talk to or that have these ways of interacting that don't meet your needs for ease or connection. Do you have people like that? Yeah, not many, but a few. You're lucky then because I think that's probably not the norm. I would guess that most people have quite a few people like that in their lives. And so what I see happens is that we start to educate or try to share the knowledge that we have. So... Can you give some examples of that? Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever done that? Tried to give NVC information to people? Yeah, it's kind of like trying to teach a different language that someone didn't sign up for. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you do? Have you had those kinds of situations? I think just kind of preaching about NVC and the process of empathy. Okay, so it's one of the things you tend to do is just want to share what empathy is. Yeah, especially if I've got something going on for me and I know that I don't want any relating or agreeing or other conversational responses, especially advice, then I might kind of let this person know that I just want to be heard. Because the other way that I've seen happen, and I probably have done this, though I haven't done it in a long time, thankfully, but I think in my early days of NVC, I would just want to educate people on some of the distinctions like you know when someone oh okay now i know what you're talking about yes where i'm like that's a thought that's a feeling yeah annoying yes being really annoying you're trying to point out all these distinctions to people oh you're using another conversational response right now you're giving me advice most people just want empathy you know yes okay now that it's framed this way i'm constantly telling people they're in story so you've had this experience I've had this experience. I think before I was thinking of it like, oh, of course, like wanting to tell people and share about the process. But I guess pointing out what people are doing, quote unquote, wrong or that is not an NBC when they're doing it. Because I thought it was about like, here's what NBC is. Yes. no. No. So I sometimes tell someone they're in story. You're in story. Yes. Yeah. You're in story. That's a thought. Distinguish between your thoughts and your feelings. You think this thing. And they probably just it. want to kick your ass in that moment. Do you find that people enjoy it when you point out what they're doing, quote, wrong in their conversation? When they're 
being interrupted by me telling them that they're in story Mm -hmm. no but once they're done and i kind of am in empathy and so you start with empathy yes it's better received starting with empathy instead of interjecting and be like well that's a story so what i'm hearing is that when you use the process of first beginning with empathy and then probably making a connecting request by asking hey are you open to some tips and then they say yes, and then you go ahead and you point out the difference between a story. I should have that connecting request in there. I definitely segue from empathy into saying that they're in story. Okay, so you don't actually use that part of it. No, I hardly ever use connecting requests. Ooh, well, we know a place where you can improve your process. <laughs> I, I say, can I ask a question or can I do oh, so this? So you do I, ask. I don't think I say, like, can I give you a tip? Or maybe I'll say, like, can I say what I think? Okay, so you do ask. Yeah, so, so I So you are I using it. the process. It's just so seamless. I don't even know I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it to me. So point here that people that are in the relative early stages of learning NVC will have this huge urge, I find, to educate people about the different components or distinctions. And it doesn't usually go so well. Like you just said, if you were to just launch in and point out, hey, that's your story or hey, you know, you're giving advice and people don't really like advice. You might want to try empathy or you're in evaluation. That's an evaluation. What's the observation? If you start doing that to people, guess what? You're laughing. They will go away. They will go away. It will be very disconnecting is my guess. It's not going to lead to connection. And remember, this whole process is about trying to create connections. So my advice, unsolicited, but if you're listening, I'm guessing you want to hear this, is do your best not to do that. Empathy first. I wish that we could have like a tattoo somewhere where we can see it, where it just says empathy first to remind us if you want people to start adopting and using this process, it's best to model the process not to tell about the process or educate about the process or correct. Those are all those other conversational responses. So once you do that, you're out of integrity with the process, weirdly enough. So in order to, quote, get someone to be open, to encourage openness, it requires you actually living the process. Empathy first. Empathy first. So what's the second tip? Oh, yes. Another thing that I was thinking about that I've seen is a little bit difficult for folks. So you're learning to give empathy and you're trying out the empathy process with folks around you. So you're hopefully giving presence and reflecting back what you're hearing them say and taking needs guesses. But sometimes it's hard because somebody's in a very, quote, jackally place And they're saying all kinds of judgmental things. Maybe you're giving empathy to a friend, let's say, as an example, that is in an argument with another friend. Imagine that you were in an argument with Tyler and you came to me and you were in a real judgmental place around Tyler. What would be some of the things you could say to me? She's not meeting my needs for... No, that's too NBC, (laughs) Heather. Again, you're so seamless with this. No, not NBC. You think you don't know NBC. She's not listening to me. She doesn't care. She's a real asshole. And here I am, ready to give you empathy. So most people, when they first start out, they're like, okay, I'm going to reflect. Okay, yes, so she's an asshole. Yeah, she doesn't listen. So if I were reflecting just like that, it would almost be like, I was agreeing with you. Yeah. 
And that's not empathy. That's probably not going to help you get closer to what your needs are. And it's not going to help bring your whole energy around this kind of to a more grounded place. It almost just sounds like it's reaffirming what the, right. what the other person is right. saying. So is this where you say you think? Correct. This is what I wanted to give as a tip for folks. So that is what this person is thinking, you know, or that's what's coming out of their mouth. So the way that you can reflect and make it more observational as you reflect is you could say, yeah, so you're having some thoughts that she is a real bitch. Now you're stating back what the person just said as their thoughts in a way that's going to help that person start hopefully to own it as a thought as opposed to as a real thing that's happened in this world. So, yeah, I'm hearing that you have some thoughts that she's a bitch. Yeah, and you just shared with me that you think that she doesn't listen. Yeah, and she you have care. yeah, and yeah, and you just shared with me that you know, you have some thoughts that she doesn't listen. So That's different than saying back, yeah, she doesn't listen. One is, like you said, affirming what you just said. The other one is helping you hear it as the thought that it is. Can I ask a question? Of course. Thank you for asking. How often do you come across resistance with people maybe having some fear around saying, so you think, because I can see how maybe the other person, the aggressor, would have would be like, no, I don't that, like, think. I don't think I know. Almost as if you're invalidating what they're yes. thinking. So what do you think you would do in a moment like that? You or, could either or you could say what's going on. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, it's a sticky moment for sure. So a couple of options might be just to continue to stay in empathy. Yeah, so hearing that, you're feeling angry about that. And you're wanting just a little bit more understanding about how this whole thing is for you. You can just stay in empathy like that. Or we have recently done, I don't know if it's out there in the world yet, but we recently did an episode on silent empathy. This would be a very good moment for a little bit of silent empathy. Like, yeah, this person's really upset because they're really wanting understanding and maybe wanting a shared reality. So you don't have to say those things out loud, but you could go there in your mind. You could have some silent empathy in a moment like that. So those are a couple of ways to handle it if the person in front of you doesn't like it when you reflect back that it's a thought. Luckily, I don't find that happens very often. I think more often than not, it's a smooth thing just to say, yeah, so you, you know, you have some thoughts that she's an asshole. Yes, she is an asshole. She's really, really an asshole. Yeah, and, and you're, you're pretty emphatic about it and you feel very angry about it. Yeah, and there's some things that she's done that really make you think that she's an asshole. You reflect it in that way. I so, feel heard. Good. I'm not quite sure that feeling heard is a feeling, though, by the way. That's a need. My need, you have a, your need to be heard has been met. Yeah, and your feeling. What would be the feeling? Let's take a look at the feelings list. Feeling enriched. Okay. Can I share what comes up for me right in this moment? Sure. So it's hard for me sometimes when I just corrected you. And I wouldn't do that out in the world. Oh, I was going to cut that. Oh. <laughs> well, I just want to say if we correct don't. correct me, I'm like, I wonder if I can cut that out. Well, if you don't cut it out, I just want to say for our listeners that just for people to understand that I would never correct someone unless I have permission or somebody has asked me to correct them so that they could begin to have more awareness. I wouldn't do that. But we are on a podcast about NVC and learning NVC. So I think I kind of have just this 
thinking that it's okay and probably necessary. And I'm just wondering. I have to be the guinea pig. And you have to be the one out there in front of everyone. So I'm wondering what you're hearing or my feelings and needs around that. Which, by the way, that's a connecting request for those of you guys that have been listening to this for a while. Your feelings and needs around correcting. Mm -hmm. So maybe you feel kind of worried. A little. Yeah, worried that people might think you, kind of like with the first tip, educating or correcting. Right, I just educated you and we just talked about not educating people. Maybe you have a need for safety. Emotional safety. Emotional safety and... Understanding. Trust. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, all of those. I think all of those are on. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And how was it for you, for me to correct you and then to share about that? And that's another connecting request. Those of you guys that are following this. I think in my mind, I'm going to cut this part. (laughs) So I don't know what feelings I have. If I didn't end up cutting it, then... Maybe feel a little embarrassed? Yeah, maybe a little embarrassed. Oh, I'm sorry. Oops, that wasn't empathy. OCR. (laughs) I probably feel, yeah, a little embarrassed and maybe kind of worried, insecure. Mm-hmm. Having a need for acceptance. Yeah. yeah. Emotional safety, understanding. Competence. Yes, definitely competence. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. We'll see whether people get to hear this or not. In the meantime, let's remind folks of the call-in in case some people want to call in and yell at me for correcting Heather in front of everybody. So if you want to call our empathy warm line number, it's Eight five zero seven zero six zero four eight eight. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. You've been listening to It's All About Connection, NBC with Dr. B. For more episodes and guest bios, please visit us at www.thebigbmethod.com. That's www.thebigbiemethod.com. And remember, empathy first.